0: Welcome to the podcast of Life Church in Houston, Texas. We are so glad that you are joining us today. We hope that this message inspires your week, builds your faith, and ultimately brings you closer to Christ. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. And I am preaching a message that I really feel the Lord put on my heart several months ago. It's one of those messages that you receive and you're, you're not sure when you're going to deliver it, not sure when you're going to preach it. And uh, over the last several weeks, I have had a couple of different people come to me and just talk to me about loneliness. Uh, it's, it's hard to imagine that there's that many people lonely in the world that we live in when there is so much going on and there's so much... Uh, ability to go places and there's all of the social media but but you know truthfully there's a lot of people that suffer with loneliness i think it was albert einstein that said you can be very well known you can walk in a room where everybody knows your name and you can still feel alone and and so there is this loneliness that is just a part of our life that seems to be a part uh, of society that we're living in it's it's not a new thing uh, the, the people throughout the ages have felt loneliness. And, and this wasn't in my sermon until early this morning. And I got up and I was thinking about the prophet Elijah. And, and I, I went to the story there in 1 Kings chapter 19. And, and it's there that Elijah says this verse. And it's, uh, it's 1 Kings 19 and 10. He says, I, even I only M left. And I just read that this morning, and I was thinking about how I know that he's feeling a little bit of despair, and I know that he's feeling a little bit of, of desperation. I know that he's fleeing from someone that has said they're going to kill him, but but I can't help but read through those words, just the incredible loneliness that he is feeling at this moment, and he's gone, he's hid in this cave, he's, he, he, he's, it's, a, it's a pity party, but it's more than just a pity party. It's really a feeling that has come over him when he is full of victory. He's now been plunged to the depths of of despair and of loneliness. If you read that chapter, you'll find that he's just defeated the prophets of Baal. He has been uh, very victorious. There's been great miracles take place. But after that miracle, he was then hunted by queen jezebel she put the word out i'm gonna kill you and so uh, he fled uh, away from her and and at a certain place he had someone with him and he actually cut that person off he told him you stay here i'm gonna go on and he continued traveling for another 40 days and 40 nights Till he comes to this place where he's worn out. He comes to this place where he's depressed. He comes to this place where he's tired. He comes to this place where he is lonely and he's saying, I'm the only one. And then at that moment, God steps back into the scene. It wasn't that God had left him. God was with him on every step of those, uh, of that journey of 40 days and 40 nights. It was just that he was waiting for the moment when Elijah would finally turn to him and God's question is, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And I think that's a very fitting question for anyone that has been suffering with loneliness. And I'm not going to ask it uh, sarcastically and I'm not going to ask it with an accusation because I don't believe that that's what God was doing. I don't believe that God was accusing the prophet with his question. I believe that it was a rhetorical question that he wanted Elijah to actually consider where he was and how he arrived at that situation. It's a very familiar, uh, a similar question that he asked Adam uh, in Eve when he walked into the garden and said, where are you? Of course, God knows, knew where they were and, and he knows exactly what Elijah is doing in this situation. And it's so beautiful how God reveals himself all over to Elijah again and and, and begins to talk to him. And and I think that the question is just, uh, Elijah, why have you cut yourself off from people? Why have you cut yourself off from those that love you? And and, and why have you fled and, and even cut yourself, tried to cut yourself off from me uh, knowing how much I love you. It's, it's, it's amazing how God then reveals himself. And, 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 and a, at the same time that God reveals himself to Elijah, listen to what he does. He tells Elijah, I know that you feel all alone. And I know that you're feeling this loneliness. But I want you to know that in all of the land, there's 7,000 people that are with you. There is a great group that has never bowed a knee. There is a group that is continuing to live the way that I have called them to live. And and I think that's an amazing revelation that God gives to the prophet there because I think all of us feel alone at one time or another. I know that I have. And the truth of it is when we feel alone we're not alone because god has got his family and i am so glad to be a part of the family of god is anybody with me on that (laughs) anybody in friendswood you're glad to be a part of the family of god anybody in league city you're glad to be a part of the family of god and i think that loneliness doesn't come from being alone i think Uh, let me let me rephrase that i know that being alone from time to time is very healthy for us it's a it's a time of solitude and the bible talks about solitude we should all practice times of solitude where we separate ourselves from all of the things that are in the world and spend time with god i i think those are important times so i think that being alone is not unhealthy but I think that many people let loneliness come on them because they think that they are alone. They think that they don't have people around them. They, they think that they're the only one who feels a certain way. When in fact there's thousands that feel the same way Uh, elijah was never alone he he was never going to lose he was in god's will and because he was in god's will he was never going to be alone loneliness though is all around us loneliness is something that seems to be in a lot of conversations we probably all know people who seem to have a lot of friends, they always seem to be in the midst of the party, and yet if you had that one-on-one talk with them, and maybe you have, they would probably tell you, I just don't feel like anybody really knows me. Or they may say, I don't really feel that close to many people. And, and, And sociologists tell us that that this is a deep emotional pain. As a matter of fact, they say that the most common emotional pain in our society today is the feeling of loneliness. And they define loneliness as the gap in the social connections that we have and what we would like to have. Now I know that there's a lot of people that have good friendships, you connect with people, But probably all of us have one or two or more people that we think, man, I wish that I had a deeper uh, friendship with them, or I wish that, that I was included in that group. And so, while many people in the world have a lot of friendships and a lot of connections, there may be a gap in what they have and what they would like to have. And that's where loneliness begins to take root in our life. Loneliness begins to come apart because we haven't achieved having a certain relationship or fitting into a certain group or feeling like that we're a part of the party. In a national survey in 2019, this is pre-pandemic. So I know the the pandemic caused a lot of issues of loneliness in its own, but this is pre-pandemic. Um, and this was a survey by the health insurer Cigna, they found that 61% of Americans report feeling lonely. 61%, the folk, folk, this, is, this is staggering. This is staggering that in the world that we're living in, with all of the connections that are available, with all of the people that you could talk to and meet with, and all of the forums, and all of the social media platforms, that 61% of our society is feeling lonely. That's a higher rate than the rate of obesity. That's a higher rate than the rate of diabetes. This is something that is way beyond what most people even think about. Former Surgeon General Vivek Moreth calls loneliness a public health pandemic. And I have to ask you this morning, maybe I've already touched a nerve in your own life. If you're here and you're in one of our other campuses and you've been battling with loneliness, maybe I've already touched a nerve in your own life or or made you consider why am I feeling lonely and I really want to ask that question to everyone why are we so lonely and I think one of the big issues of loneliness is the fact that we just don't have time anymore does anybody know what I'm talking about you know we just don't have time It seems like our days have become so cram-packed with events and so cram-packed with work and so cram-packed with things that must be accomplished. I, I know for myself, it just seems like that there's never enough time in a day to get everything done that I want to get done. And there are many times, even in my own life, where I have become a prisoner to the things that need to be done And I've ignored the things that should be done. I've been captive by the things that I've got to do to check all of the boxes and to make everyone happy. And perhaps I've not spent the time really developing relationships or being home with my family. And I think people are just busy and they're spending way too much time in the busyness of life and they're not taking time in the relaxing and in the connecting and in the building of relationships. So I think one thing that is causing a lot of loneliness is just time, just time. I mean, it's hard to build relationships when you're stuck on Interstate 45 for 45 minutes a day. It, it, it's hard to build relationships when you're working on, on certain days when everybody else is off. And, and it's hard. We really have to manage our time and be good stewards of our time so we fit in the things that are uh, important. But I think the second thing that is really big in our world right now that leads to loneliness is our technology. And in theory, our technology is here to connect us. It's here to connect us socially. And and, and I just say I'm no sociologist and I've only read some books on this. But in my opinion, uh, that technology has done the opposite of connecting. It seems that it has brought more and more isolation and division in the world that we're living in than actual uh, friendships. It it captures us. It, It has become something that we hardly get away with or away from I mean how, let's just be honest how many of you have been talking on your phone and you're looking for it at the same time because you have to have your phone <laughs> it's because it's become such a part of our life um, a couple of weeks ago we we took our kids down to uh, the museum downtown and I I made a decision to leave my phone at home And can I tell you that in the next six hours that I was in that museum, I reached for my phone a hundred times because that's how we've programmed ourselves. Amen. It used to be that you would go to a restaurant and you would look forward to visiting with people in the restaurant and having, or if you were with the family and, and and, how many of you have gone into a nice restaurant lately and you've looked around and at least 80% of the people are on their phone? I went to the barber shop the other day, and, and uh, Eric cuts my hair, and I, uh, you know, it's just a neat vibe. You get to talk to people, and, and I sat down in the chair to get my hair cut, and, and I started looking around, and all of the other guys that were getting their hair cut had their phone out. They're looking at their phone while they're getting their hair cut. Like... It's just something that has overtaken us. And I think that the more and more that we're connected through the technology, the more and more we're just missing out on the kinds of connection that we can experience in real life, in reality and what 's really going on and and while social media should be bringing people together with with mutual interest or or easy to connect and make plans together I, I feel like that because of the way that the the, the way that the algorithms work it, it takes us down this way and this way, and you down this way and this way and and, and it reinforces our own opinions over and over again until it leads to Distrust It leads to uh, loneliness, isolation, and um, I- I'm just telling you, I don't want any of that to control my life. I-, I don't want to end up being a lonely person because I have not taken the time to be with people and because I have immersed myself in a life of technology and social media that is not real. Because loneliness is painful. Loneliness hurts. And from the very beginning, when God creates Adam and, and brings about this beautiful creation, the, the, the thing that God looks at, he's not, he's not criticizing his creation because he does all things well. I'm not saying that men are perfect, but hey... It was a good work, but it wasn't complete. And the Bible tells us in Genesis 2 and 18, it is not good for man to be alone. This is the words of God in his creation of us and in his establishing this beautiful place for us to live called the Garden of Eden, this paradise. He recognizes that what he has created in us, is created us, to live with people and, and he knows that loneliness is going to be a, a battle that people face a, a battle that people have to go through and so to help us overcome loneliness i believe that god has given us three incredible resources to help us reduce the pain of loneliness in our lives while we're here on earth he he's given us first of all a plan to live for he's given us a people to live with, and he's given us his presence to live in. So let's talk about these three things. First of all, he's given us a plan to live for. Psalms 138 and 8, everybody say, David wrote this. Say it again with me, David wrote this, the Lord will work out his plans for my life. This is David. David says, the Lord will work out his plans for my life. For your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. Don't abandon me, for you made me. Don't abandon me, for you made me. How many of us will confess today that we are a creation of God? Now, this is one thing that I love about reading the book of Genesis. It doesn't stop after day one. God doesn't start his creation and then all of a sudden stop and say, well, that's enough. The very fact that he started his creation is the divine promise that he will complete his creation. And the very promise that he has created you is the divine promise that he's not through with your life. And that if he has created you, he has created you for a purpose. Amen. Amen. He has created you for a life to live. And I'm thankful that that day of creation was a guarantee that he was going to complete the uh, creation. And I'm thankful that the birth, my birth, was not just an accident, wasn't just something that took place, but there was a divine plan of God for my life. And I'm not trying to make me or you something super spiritual or something super special. My plan may just be to worship him. And if that's his plan for my life, then the greatest life that I could ever live would be used in worshiping the mighty God for he is worthy. For he is worthy. And God's plan for your life, it, it is the best life that you could live because God created you to live in those purposes and in those footsteps and in that personality and in the relationships that you, what you would form in your life. And if and, and it's if... If it is God's plan for me, if it is God's plan for my life, it doesn't matter the difficulty. Nancy has spoken about it um, here this morning and and thinking about the the difficulties that so many people go through and it, it doesn't matter. If God has a plan, you will be able to see God's plan through in your life. Let's go back to the scripture. Who did I say wrote that scripture that we read just a few moments ago? Man, y'all are great. I ask it twice just so we can remember at this point. And if you take a good look at the life of David, this is what you'll wonder. How in the world did all of the things happen for him that happened for him? Because it was God's plan. It was God's plan when Saul fell from being the king of Israel that he would search for someone who was after his heart and that he would anoint him to be the king of Israel and to lead his people. Now when God told the the prophet Samuel, go down to the house of Jesse, Samuel didn't know it. Jesse didn't know it. The brothers didn't know it. But when they all lined up to anoint the next king, the king that was supposed to be there was still out taking care of the sheep. But God knew it. And God told Samuel, you're looking on the outside I'm looking on the inside. There's somebody missing here. It's time for him to come in. Do you have another son? Well, yeah, there's David that's out in the field, but I don't know that you want him. I'm not going to sit down until he comes in. And the moment David comes in, the will and the plan of God is revealed that this is going to be the king of Israel. Amen. And he's anointed the king in this little ceremony. I don't know that his brothers even fully realize what's going on because a few years later when there's this massive battle taking place, the future king of Israel is still at home keeping sheep. His dad hasn't even snapped to it yet. And instead of sending him to fight and lead, he says, hey, take a snack to your brothers. Can I tell you something? Some of you are intimidated by the giants that are facing you, some of you are overwhelmed by the difficulties that are in your life. This is what I say, thank God for Goliath because it set the stage for the man of God to step into the role that God had planned for him. And while I don't know all of your problems, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here now. While I don't know all the situations that you're going through, I would pray that you would quit being intimidated by the giants and understand that it could be the opportunity for you to step into what God has for you. Just think about that, how else is David going to get the notoriety is he going to get the uh, people recognizing him he's just a shepherd boy there is a king on the throne and the king has a son that is the heir apparent to the throne How is this outsider shepherd boy, I'll tell you how, he steps upon the field when God ordains it and he slays the giant and all of a sudden people are singing his name throughout Israel. Just follow the life of David. There's so many times that it feels like it's going to come short, that it's all over, that it can't happen. I go back to the scripture he wrote, the Lord will work out his plans for my life amen I don't understand it I don't know why it happens this way but I know that God is able he knew that God had a plan concerning him I think you need to ask yourself a question here this morning if you're battling loneliness if you're battling this feeling of being all along and of not fitting in you need to ask yourself this question God what is your plan concerning me what what do you have for me and this god of greatness this god of faithfulness this god of goodness will absolutely perfect the plan that he has for your life even when you completely blow it even when you completely disqualify yourself god has a way of saying my plan supersedes the things that you would think that this would that would disqualify David from being a king he's a murderer now and yet he is still the anointed one that repents and God uses him in a mighty way. Amen. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that God has a plan and a purpose for our life. And if you're lonely in this place, I call upon that faith that they sang about in that third song to stir up in your heart so that you could know that I'm not here just by accident, but I'm here because God has a plan and a purpose for my life and I'm going to do everything that I can to find it who will join with me and say I'm going to find it I'm going to find it I am going to find it I'm going to keep looking for it every step of the way and every day that I live that's a great resource God's plan for my life let me tell you the second resource that he gives us he gives us his people to live with Everybody say, his people to live with. I know some of you don't like this. I'm going to do it anyway. Touch your neighbor and say, his people to live with. Because I want you to pay attention to this. The Bible tells us in Psalms 68 and 6, God places the lonely in families. Galatians 6 and 10 says, therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. Now, there may have been times when you have felt lonely and perhaps you wish that you could be a part of this family structure or that family structure or this group, but when you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you are already part of the greatest family that has ever lived. The family of God. Is anybody thankful for our Father who is in heaven, who loves us and looks over us? And so regardless of the circumstances in life, I am a part of God's family. In other words, I don't care what's going on in the world, there's always a place where I belong. There's always a place that I can feel at home, when I can get with the children of God, when I can get with my family. I, I know that when I travel, and I've traveled overseas many times, it's been amazing to be a part of a family of God that you don't know their name, and you may not even speak their language, but they're is a a sudden connection because we have been redeemed and we have been bought with the blood of Jesus Christ and we have been made brothers and sisters hallelujah we have been made brothers and sisters that's why Paul said in Ephesians 2 and 19 so now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners You are citizens along with all God's holy people. You are members of God's holy family. So how do we defeat loneliness? Especially if we're a part of a church. And I'm just gonna be real blunt with you right now. If you're in one of our congregations and you have come in and you have felt lonely, it is vital, it is important For you to tell somebody about that loneliness. I I know many times when we're lonely, we sit back and we say, well, I just hope somebody will eventually include me. And you know what's wrong with the rest of the people in the church besides you? They're all full of humanity and they may miss you but it's not something that they're doing on purpose and it's not a plan to exclude you. And I promise you today that if you'll reach out to somebody that's on this team in Houston in League City and Friendswood, if you'll connect with your campus pastor, with your student pastor, with your young adult representative, whoever it is, if you'll connect with them and talk to them about loneliness, I promise you they'll make a way for you to be a part of the group and make you feel like that you fit in and that you belong at Life Church. Amen. It's God's will. It's God's will. And God goes out of His way to include people that are lonely. If you look at the scripture over and over again, God will go out of His way to include people. In in the ministry of Jesus, he went to so many people that were lonely and alone. He went to so many people that nobody else would go to. And, And let me just speak to the rest of the church today that maybe you're not battling loneliness. Why don't we say that we're going to make sure that we completely defeat and eradicate loneliness in life church by going to people, by meeting people, by shaking hands, by calling people, by inviting people, by sending a card to people. Why don't you invite people to join your life group? Why don't you make friendships? Listen, I love coming in and attending church and worshiping, but it's much more to it than just attending. I want to participate and let this become my family. Amen. Amen. You know, it'd be a good thing. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Rodney. I felt that. It would be a good thing right now for us just to look around and for us to see. You know what? I didn't see so-and-so this morning. I, I, didn't, see so, I, I didn't see that family this morning. I, I, I didn't, and you know why a lot of people don't come to church is they don't feel like that they're apart. They don't feel like anybody will miss them. We uh, took the time yesterday to have a funeral service for um, Elvin Velasquez. What, what a great man he was. His son was also named Elvin. And uh, he, he used to sit right back over here in this corner and, and uh, bring his wife and his son that uh, has severe autism. And, and um, he absolutely loved our church. I'm so thankful that he found us. And and he told Elvin just a few months ago. I want you to think about this. He told Elvin, son, when I die, you know, don't don't worry about having a big service. You know, uh, I'm sure that nobody will even notice that I'm gone. And yesterday, I watched people pour into that um, campus in uh, in League City. I watched people weep, I watched people cry. I saw people, that were, they were missing part of their family. Listen, don't let anybody feel like that they don't belong. Let's go the extra mile. Let's get people involved. Listen, if you're lonely, why don't you start a small group? I, I, I love uh, Sam and B. Aguirre. They're in the League City campus. And and, and I was looking at uh, Sam's Facebook page this last week. And, and they've created a small group for couples. Couples Breaking Bread. And, and they use the uh, the chemical uh, symbols for the couples make breaking bread. It was just a cool vibe. And and, and and really what they're trying to do is they're trying to bring families in and help. Build strong marriages. You know what? Probably everybody in this room, there is some type of small group that you could start or you could join. And one of the ways you could keep from being lonely is start your own life group. Start a life group of people that go eat grilled cheese sandwiches if you like grilled cheese sandwiches. I personally, if anybody is going to start a pizza, best pizza restaurants in Houston, small group... Let me know, amen. I don't need the enchilada one, I've already figured all that out, so there's just something about being together. And, and, and one of the reasons people feel lonely is they're not connected to each other on that deep emotional level. That, that's why people feel disconnected, but when you are connected emotionally, you feel safe to be yourself so there's important. I've, I've covered two points, and I know you're thinking, when is he going to stop and I, I'm going to stop as soon as I'm through, so don't worry. Keep going, uh, th- I've got it now. I've got permission to preach. we we, got to make sure that we feel these things and we understand them. I hope you're following on your notes, but he has a plan for us to live for, a people to live with, and he has his presence to live in. Hebrews 13 and 5 says let your conduct be without covetedness be content with such things as you have for he himself has said I will never leave you nor forsake you there is no place in the universe where God isn't already there David talked about it in Psalms 139 no matter where you go this week God's going to be there no matter what vacation you're going to take God's going to be there even Disney World God will be in Disney World You won't notice him because you're ignoring him during that time, but he's there. (laughs) You can't escape his presence, he is everywhere. And and truly, the the situation with loneliness, he is the one that can solve that problem. Because he is the one that created us in such a way that there is a place in us, there is a, a need in our life, an emptiness if you will, that can only be filled by an intimate relationship with him. And when you have that relationship with God, it's at those times you can go anywhere and not feel lonely because you know that God is with you. Amen. Pastor and author F.B. Meyer said it like this, loneliness is an opportunity for Jesus to make himself known, amen. And there's something about His presence. You talk about tough times, He'll help you. The presence of God will go with you in tough times. Isaiah 41 and 10, don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Notice, God doesn't say He was with me or that He will be with me. He's saying that He is with me. And and His presence, it, it brings peace to my life. It brings to my life it, it, it helps me to, to, to just find my way through the life that seems to be safe, so chi- chaotic at times. Psalms 31, 19, and 21 says it like this. How great is the goodness you have stored up for those who fear you. You lavish it on those who come to you for protection, blessing them before the watching world. You hide them in the shelter of your presence, safe from those who conspire against them. You shelter them in your presence, far from accusing tongues. I'm so thankful that I know he'll help me through hard times. I'm so thankful that I know that he will give me peace. I'm so thankful that his presence fills me with joy. It is joy unspeakable according to the scripture. And and David said it like this in Psalms 16 and 11. He will show me the way of life. Granting me the joys of his presence. And the pleasures of living with him forevermore. Amen. Thank you Jesus. Uh, Okay. Let's wrap it up. Here's what. Here's what you need to know to experience God's presence. I I think. I think everybody in the room wants to experience God's presence. Will, Will you raise your hand if you're one of those people that want to experience God's presence, Pastor? Give me the magic formula. Do I walk three steps forward? Do jazz hands? Take three steps back. Hop twice. What, what do I do? It, it's almost so easy I'm embarrassed to tell you the answer. It, it, it's almost so easy that many of you will think, no, I, it can't be that easy. I've got to go out and do something hard. Let, let, let me just speak very clear today. If you want the presence of God, all you have to do is desire The presence of God. I I have to desire it because God doesn't kick the door down and come sit on your couch and say, Here I am. He doesn't barge in, He doesn't intrude. And the reason that we don't feel the presence of God many times is because we're busy, we're too distracted, we don't have time, we haven't gotten to know him, and so there has to come a time when we just say, Lord, I want to know you, I want to spend time with you, I want to... Since you in my life, I am earnest about this, oh God. I'm serious about this, oh Lord. As a matter of fact, Lord, there's nothing more important in all of the world than to know your presence and to walk with you, oh God. King David wrote a a sentence, a verse, a man who had everything had all the power had the greatest army on the face of the earth was a man who was a a known as a renaissance man this is what he said in psalms 27 and 4 one thing i ask of the lord one thing i ask of the lord will you say it with me one thing i ask of the lord And this isn't a casual request because it is the thing that I seek most. This isn't just some whim where I'm saying, oh, you know what? It'd be good to have this. So I'm going to ask this one thing. He says, no, one thing I ask of the Lord and it's the thing that I seek after most. And that is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. This is what I want more than anything more than anything i want to live in the house of the lord and you have to understand when it's talking about the house of the lord in this passage of scripture it's talking about the place where god dwelt this is the old testament it's the temple it's the holy of holies that's where god is dwelling and so david is saying yes i've got this palace and yes i've got this place to live but the one thing that i desire over every other thing is to get into the presence of the almighty god I wonder is there anybody in the room that you have a desire to be in the presence of the almighty God if there was ever a way of overcoming loneliness it's to be in the unbelievable unimaginable love and presence of the almighty God one thing have I desired one thing one object. This is the one thing that I desire. This is the one thing that has been my consistent wish. I want to be in your presence. I want to seek you all of the days of my life, constantly, Lord, until the end of my life. I, I don't know when it will be, and, and, and Nancy has forbidden me to talk about the end of my life, so I won't. But whenever it comes, those last few minutes, I want to know that I can still feel the presence of the almighty God one thing have I desired loneliness is a choice I I, I know I offend people when I say that but it's a choice you have the ability to reduce the pain of loneliness in your life if you just take advantage of the things that God has given you amen I wonder how many of you would say today, I just commit my life to God and his plan for me. Just the power of that commitment. Just the power of that statement. I commit my life to God and His plan for me because I'm going to tell you about the plan of God. It's always going to involve other people, it's always going to involve helping, it's always going to involve loving, it's always going to be involved talking to people. So I commit my life to God and to His plan for my life. I'm going to move out of loneliness and into the field where I am helping Jesus Christ. Reach people. Amen. I want to be what God wants me to be. Amen. The second thing we can do is we can become a part of the family of God. Just make a commitment. I'm going to be a part of the family of God. I'm not just going to attend church. Not just coming in and leaving as soon as it's over. But I'm going to build some relationships. That person that's been nice to me that I've sat by for the the last five years, I'm actually going to learn what their name is. Amen. I'm going to ask them what their name is. I'm going to find out where they work. I'm going to ask them, would you like to go to lunch with me? I'm going to get involved. I'm going to find a life group. I'm going to go through Discover Life. I'm going to take the initiative and break the grip of loneliness that's in my life. And I'm going to stop building walls. And I'm going to start building bridges into the family of God. I've got to tell you, after 30 years of pastoring, I've met a lot of Christians who are lonely and their loneliness is a result because they've spent a lot of times sitting when they should have been serving. And the best way to get out of those doldrums of, of, I don't know, have anybody is start doing something for somebody else. Get the focus off yourself. Find a ministry. Find something you can be involved in. I'm not saying it even has to be in this church. Go volunteer at a hospital. Go to Ima's home and teach something. I don't care what it is. Find something to do. Connect with people and know that God's family is beautiful. If you want to defeat loneliness, develop. A daily time with God. One thing have I desired. And that's what I'm going to seek after. Get to know God. Talk to God. Let, let Him talk to you more importantly. Let, let Him start telling you all about Himself. Let, let Him start leading you and guiding you. And, 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 and don't worry about solitude. Solitude is something you need. Don't go into isolation. But from time to time, get that place of solitude. Read your Bible. Pray. <laughs> Have a quiet time with God. Have a quiet time with God. There's something about the presence of God that is a decompression chamber for all of the pressures of life. I don't know what it is, but when I get in His presence, the things of this world seem to grow strangely dim. The giants in this world seem to become very, very small and insignificant. When I am in the presence of God and I see Him in His glory, our God is an awesome guy let's stand together at all of the campuses thank you jesus prayer teams all of the campuses please come praise teams please come I, i know that when you came in today you received a connect card let 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 this be a great tool to break loneliness fill this connect card out check what is on the back here, what God is talking to you about. I'm surrendering my life to Jesus. I'm renewing my commitment to Jesus. I want to be baptized. The Lord has been working on me on a, a, a sermon about the commandments of Jesus. And one of the things that he commanded was to be baptized. If you haven't been baptized here today, this is the time. This is the day. This is the, hey, we. the water's ready. There's nothing to hinder you to being baptized. I, I want to join a life group. If you're having troubles with loneliness join a life group now you could set up an appointment with me and come talk to me and, and explain to me why you're feeling lonely and I'll listen to all of it and you know what I'll say at the end of it join a life group so this could save all of us a lot of time just to go ahead and check that right now join a life group I'm ready to start serving amen let's overcome loneliness Let's take the person that is in our midst that feels lonely and make them feel like they belong. Make them feel like they are a part. I've hesitated about telling this story, but I think I'm going to. I would say that in the crowd today, there may be five people that remember this story, maybe less than that. No know for sure me and Royce will remember it. I'm not Joanne Might. When we were on Broadway, we had this little man that slipped into our service. Our carpets were gold. We had that wood paneling. And this is the thing that we noticed about this guy. He was strange. I have to admit to you, he, he caused us to kind of laugh at him because his actions were so different. And, and I've thought about this quite a bit over the over the years. He had to know that. He had to know that we were laughing. He had to know, and of course at that time I was... Nine, I don't know. I was not taking all the responsibility for this for sure, but, you know, he just didn't fit in. You know what the craziest thing was? He came back the next Sunday. And the same thing happened. And he came back the third Sunday. And it still was difficult for us to open our arms to him. And he was more or less uh, the low end of the spectrum for both intelligence and resources. And that Sunday night after church, he got on his bicycle, started heading down Broadway. And I'm not sure what happened, but about a mile down from our church, either he dropped something or fell and he fell into the road and a car ran over him and killed him and the next sunday my dad stood at the podium and said how many of you know and spoke the man's name and in our church there was no one that could say oh i I knew him we didn't know his name Then dad told the story, and I remember the way it hit us, that right in our midst, there had been somebody looking, searching, and we didn't find him. Life, church... Wouldn't it be amazing if God would move on us in such a level that, oh, I I want miracles. I I I want signs. But what if he moved on us to such a level where we destroyed loneliness in the people that came in and helped them to feel like they are a part of the family of God? Now, I'm going to pray for you to close, and I'm going to pray before we close, and then League City, Houston, your worship teams will take the service at that point. Lord, I love you so much, and I'm so thankful for all that you have done for us. I'm thankful that you have given us your presence. I'm thankful that you have given us a family. I'm thankful dear Lord that you have a plan imprinted in our DNA and our heart on things that you want for us to accomplish. And I pray dear Lord for anyone that is facing loneliness, fighting loneliness, feeling loneliness that we would that we would go beyond that, that we would break out of that, that we would not let loneliness keep us captive. We invite you, Lord, right now just to speak that same question to us as that you spoke to Elijah. Elijah, and tell us, ask us, what are you doing here? Don't don't stay here. Give us, dear Lord, the desire just to move forth and to, to walk into the things that you have accomplished for us, Lord. And that we truly would be a people that are worthy of the title, the family of God. That's what we love, would love and desire for this morning. In Jesus' name, and everyone said amen.